This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. I want pigs and blankets, I want stuffing, I want Yorkshire puddings, I want like, oh. I've oh. never seen Laura this animated or excited in my life. And all it took everyone was Christmas food. Laura, we're getting close to Christmas. Like, I can smell it. <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> I, I haven't been doing so great, actually, lately, to be completely honest. I ran out of my anxiety medication. Between that and then the kind of anxiety that I feel in the run up to Christmas of this expectation, pressure, present buying, mm. traffic, people pleasing of who's going where, who's doing what. And then also then there's that whole like Christmas is for kids. And when you don't have any and yeah. you want them, that really sucks. And then I just was like literally like felt conscious. I don't want to say manic because I don't I know that like obviously that is kind of a side of people with more serious mental illness. But that's the only way I can describe it for me personally. I just felt in a very manic state of mind. And my way of kind of dealing with it was like my house is disgusting. My life is a mess. I need to clean everything inside right now. And it needs to be decluttered and, and everything. And a big thank you to Matt because <laughs> he said to me on Sunday night, like he's been so good. Like he's been so supportive. And he said to me on Sunday night, he was like, I really tried to match your frantic energy. Like, how did I do? <laughs> oh, Matt, stop. <laughs> like, he Bless was cleaning you. with me and organising with me. And even, like, Sunday. Like, it's little things, isn't it? Like, I said to him, oh, should we go and walk the dog? Mm. He'd already, like, we'd already done loads of stuff in the house. And he was like, oh, do you know what? I've got loads to sort out in my van in the garage. And I was like, oh, I'd really love it if we went together. And he was like, yep, yeah, cool. I'll just get my coat. Uh, no questions asked. So he's been great. And I do feel like I'm coming out of the other side of it. I do feel a bit better now. How are you, Mrs. Christmas, Mrs. Joy? Let's have some sunshine. Oh, we ain't done with that yet, are we? Come on, hold on a minute. But like, I think this time of year is such a trigger for so many different things and for so many different people that maybe they don't even realise it. And you kind of forget about it. It's You sort of forget every year that, that it's tough for whatever reason. And the kid thing, like even I've noticed that this year, it's just like relentless. Like... Yeah of all the stuff and all the things. And then also I think you posted something on your story recently about like the comparisons, you know, that that parents must be feeling, you know, people are taking their kids to see Santa every day and all these like extravagant, expensive things and they must feel in that comparison. And I've got to say like the magic's been slightly taken out of it a little bit for me this year because of like of how, like it just feels very ham this year. It just feels like it's on steroids for a lot of things. And it's like, oh, calm down. And then... Yeah, so I'm glad that you're coming out the other side of it, but also there's probably a lot of people that are going to be similar to you. And also, I think I just want you to take it easy for December because it's not going to get any nicer. The closer we get, it's probably going to feel intense. But like we saw each other last week. I know Laura's got some like really cute Christmas day, Boxing Day plans that's like hers and like it's so Laura and it's fabulous and that'll be nice. Yeah. And it's your first Christmas with Buddy. Yeah, I'm excited for that and thank God for him. He's actually, I feel like we've really turned a corner with Buddy. It really has been hard work and I, people know us, we're honest, aren't we? And we're not just yeah. going to sit here and go, everything's wonderful and perfect when it's not. It's been awesome. really hard with Buddy and I've have found mm. it really tough isolating at times even though he does get me out of the house like and I felt quite trapped and he some days he's just hard work just constantly barks and he's needy and I can't I feel like I can't do anything done I almost wonder if he like knew that I was not in a good headspace oh, I don't know they do pick up on things did. apparently don't they like I've got like, hopefully a nice empathetic dog but, yeah. oh bless him this is yeah it's hard mate I'm so sorry but you know like I'm always here for you 
you've obviously got Matt and I'm so pleased he was a good egg and your family, your friends and basically everyone that listens to Co Love Yourself is oh, here for thank you. you. If you need I us really all, appreciate we're here that. for you. And I know what you mean though about the perfect Christmas thing because like, that has been annoying me a little bit and it's I think a lot of it is that some people have been like we've come out of COVID and like right we're going to really celebrate Christmas year because we didn't really get one last year did we yeah, all the year before that yeah, I get it. so I get that mm. but then I'm also seeing like people with like four Christmas trees up and I'm like is that is that necessary like are we, do, are we doing that yeah but then, but then it's kind of like if that brings that person joy then fucking go for it yeah for sure like whatever brings you joy but don't feel you have to compare to what other people are doing do whatever brings you fun and joy whatever that may be yeah that may be having no Christmas tree it might be having seven Christmas trees I'm following someone on TikTok who has like a themed Christmas tree and she's got like four themed and they are insane (laughs) but she's so happy about it and it's so nice so do whatever makes you happy this time of year and it is hard if you're missing somebody it's really hard and it's a long run up to Christmas Mm. so all of our love to anyone that struggles. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> so enough about me. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. You know me. There is something I wanted to share, actually. And I hope that for my single girls out there will probably understand this a lot. And it's like, so I mentioned a minute ago, like the, the magic of Christmas has been slightly this year Mm. can't think of a word for it so that's (laughs) that's the word (laughs) a little bit yeah it's a thing like when you're single at Christmas you really notice it and I'm really noticing it at the minute and I think I've like I started the year with feelings of loneliness for the first time which just suck and we're going to talk about that a little bit in the episode but oh my god feeling lonely at Christmas sucks and I'm gonna cry because it's super sad but I'm saying this now and I'm being super vulnerable I feel so uncomfortable doing it but I hope that I spoke to somebody literally on my Instagram just before we start recording this Mm. and she was like I really appreciate it when you show vulnerability and when you show your downside and I know that you said that you'd spoken to somebody who said the same thing so I want to be really honest when I I'm going to talk later about date and how awesome it's been but being really honest now and also saying that like I was so excited to put my Christmas tree up you know that kind of like on paper magic of listening watching a Christmas movie and having candles going and in your pajamas and all that kind of stuff and then the reality of me putting my Christmas tree up and it's the second year I've done it as like in my house and it's my own Christmas tree Mm. and I was absolutely miserable doing it I cried doing it because I was like I don't want to do this by myself anymore like it's first of all it's logistically very difficult (laughs) to put a fuck ton of lights around a massive seven foot tree and it's my own fault I could have asked you Ran I could have asked the other girls around I could have asked my mum my sister I didn't and I was just like yeah it's not fun and then it's just all these lovely fucking people going and having fucking fun with their fucking loved ones and having been fucking in love emotions like run so high at Christmas and like you said I think wherever you would be in the like, most perfect marriage and have the most perfect life and I'm sure you'll still feel a bit shit about something because Christmas but yeah I'm really sorry I really am sorry to it's hear that it's fine babes it's just it kind of if anything it's given me a little bit of an oomph that really really by next Christmas I would not like to do the my Christmas tree by myself again so yeah. if I do I do if I don't that's great like yeah, or we'll see what happens don't but... be a dick and actually invite me round or yeah, like do you know your mum and your yeah, sister yeah. and like do it with someone else but it, it is really hard though I remember um, being in the, my flat when I, I first got my flat I was 24 and I woke up the first Christmas day on my own and I remember no why did you do that yeah, and I, I, I remember already saying to people like oh I'm really worried about it I'm worried about it like I think oh, and I woke yeah. up and I was like oh I think I feel fine and then my brother phoned me and we're not 
massively close, me and my brother. And bless him, it was like eight, half past eight in the morning and he phoned me and he's, I, I, I thought something was wrong. And I said, you okay? And he went, oh yeah, just saying some Merry Christmas. And he goes, and I know that you said that you were a bit like anxious or worried about waking up on your own. Well, oh. I sobbed down the phone to my brother. We're like, we don't really have that kind of relationship. <laughs> I full on cried. It was so fucking shit. It was the worst Christmas yeah. ever. Like I hated it. Christmas is about time yeah. for like being with people and stuff. And I think it is so, you can be the happiest single person. I think it just. Which is literally me. Yeah, yeah. but it does, it does <laughs> suck at Christmas. So I just wanted to say, you know, for me, who's like Miss is Christmas, Miss Happy Go Lucky Christmas. I'm finding it not my favourite as well. So I'm assuming there will be other people feeling the same. Thank you so much for being honest. Like I've no doubt there'll be people listening that will really empathise and also understand as well. So I'm sure it will really help a lot of people. Oh well, should we get the emotional down or should we go have a bit of a fight? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got something that me and Laura want to talk about, and we have polar opposite views. And I reckon this is going to get a bit sassy. It's the, <laughs> the most divisive discussion that I think anyone could have certainly in the UK I don't know about our US listeners is Harry and Meghan do I wonder what people think where we sit on 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 it but anyway there you go you've had your second to guess and I am team Harry and Meghan I don't like them I really wanted to at the beginning this is the thing I really did and I I do wonder like and before I watched the Oprah interview I was like I wonder I feel like maybe you know maybe I have been manipulated by the media I actually really want to watch this Oprah interview of an open mind and I, I did find her very disingenuous and I found her very cringy this is the thing though right I, I can't I don't I don't hate her I don't know her my kind of natural reaction is that she's not not that good an egg and that she just wants to live an A-list actress life and I just don't believe her when she says that she didn't know who Harry was and she didn't know what she was getting into like maybe the extent to what she was getting into okay fine but I feel sorry for William and Kate and the rest of the royal family I'm not saying they're perfect I don't particularly like love Charles and Camilla and all of that but Wills and Kate can't an 80 million pound from a Netflix documentary and have their say they can't they're literally their lips are tired and he knows that Harry knows that like they are in that role for life they are trapped in that life and I do I feel sorry for them but it's just up until this point not the biggest fan fair and there are a lot of people and I would probably say even maybe more than half of people that would agree with you where I'm coming from is I've I don't really get why people don't like her because we don't know her and what we also have to remember is she is different. She's American. She's also come from a mixed race family. She is so different to the majority of people who have a negative opinion of her. So that's where I'm coming from. She's also an actress. So by her probably her nature and her character, she might be, I know we spoke the other day, like she might be a bit of a narcissist because maybe being an actor, you've got to be a certain kind of person. Yeah. I really struggle with the people who are like, oh, she broke the royal family. no. Harry did I agree with that I <laughs> so much blame yeah. for them is on her not him and there are there are reasons why that's happening and that is because she's a woman mm. and because she is mixed race 100% right no blame is really left on Harry yet Harry was the one who has left his brother and his father and his grandmother I'm with you on that I that's what pisses me off is that I think he like I come from a big family of royalists so I, I think and I wouldn't cast myself as a royalist personally I had a lot of love and respect for the queen and I really do like Kate and Wills but not as kind of like my dad is like devoted <laughs> like to the royals mm-hmm. I feel disappointed in Harry because I think it's sad I actually understand 
why he left. What I don't understand is why he's dragging his family through the mud. And that for me is just wrong. Like on so many yeah, levels, I, like you yeah. don't do that. That like yeah. No, I'm with you on the. It feels a bit gross to kind of call out his family. However, like we've been, we were alive in the '90s. We saw what that family did. Like we saw the outcome of what being in that family could do. And literally, if I was Harry, I would have left years ago. If I was William, I'd still yeah. leave. Like I just want them to get. That's what I mean. I think because they were so close that we think we, we think we they don't were close. Know. I think they. Yeah. I think they were. I really. I do. I'd like to think. I like they to think were. they were. I think there is a damaging narrative. Like I say, not the biggest Megan fan in the world, but I do also feel sorry for her, and I do have sympathy for her because I do think that she has been the subject to a lot of racist abuse and a lot of sexist abuse. Of like, Megan broke them up. Well, actually. We don't know that. We really, we don't know anything. That's people just jump into assumptions. I used to be, this is what's so funny. I used to be the biggest royalist you did. ever. I literally had, like, Kate was my queen. She, I used to curl yeah. my hair like Kate. Yeah, I used to dress like Kate. Enough. I used to have the face mask, like, you know, like the paper face mask of the royal family, like, taped up next to my desk when I used to work in London, right? I was obsessed. And then the Harry and Meghan Oprah thing came out. And I was like, hold on a minute, something's wrong. It does feel a bit gross that he's they're calling out the family, but maybe that's what needs to be done because something's gone wrong, something's not right. The royal family's just not as relevant as it was even 30 years ago. Like, so it's all about moving forward, I guess. And Yeah, I do agree with that. But she also has to like, I don't feel like she really understood her role. And I think that she wanted to go on and have a celebrity A-list lifestyle. And I think actually I suppose fair play to her in a way like why, why should she give that up but why not yeah but also that's what you signed up for like if, if he wasn't going to give you the life that you wanted then like do you know what I mean like it's like meeting someone and going like do you want kids no do you yeah okay well fundamentally our lives are not going to be aligned I let's not it's kind of we're getting into it now hold on let's just say the most important thing that these two people who have an awful lot of privilege but an awful lot of power and influence use that power and influence for good and I think Harry does a lot of good work with the Invictus game Games with Megan. I think she does a lot of really good work with young women and girls and mental health and charities. And that is the most important thing, to be honest. Use your power for good, whether you like them or not. So today is actually our last episode before we take a little break over Christmas. And wow, like this season has been amazing. We've had some fantastic guests on and I feel like we've both changed quite a lot, haven't we? So really, we just wanted to spend this episode talking through the things that we've learned, sharing our top tips and give you a really wonderful Go Love Yourself send off for Christmas. Yeah, I can't believe it's the end of season two. And also it's basically almost a year since we started Go Love Yourself as well. So I'm feeling very, very nostalgic and reflective today. So uh, let's get into it. But I wanted to start off by asking you some questions, Laura, because in the last few episodes, I've given like updates on how my dating life's going, how oh, I've got my confidence back and all that kind of stuff. And I think we're kind of up to date on that. So let's start with you, Laura Adlington. When you look back on this season, has anything changed for you? Have you had any revelations? Has anything got maybe worse? Are there things that you want to work on next year? So tell me about your life. I think that I've learned quite a lot from this season. I think from having like the guests on, I think that I've realised that I'm more of a prude than I, I think I thought I was. I thought I was a, quite a liberal woman. And I think 
like having the episode with like Scotty, uh, who I love, and I thought that was the most incredible episode. And I know it's done wonders for you. And so for that, I like, I love it. But for me, I think it, that's something that I am sort of still working through in my head. That's been like, quite interesting to me because I didn't, I didn't know that okay. about me. And I think there's still some like almost like internalized fat phobia of like you can't be sexy and plus size. Or that's just like my feeling is that, that yeah, I can't yeah. be. But on like much more of a positive note, I was thinking actually before we started recording this episode about how I have changed. And I feel like I feel so much more comfortable in my own skin and more accepting. And that's not so that I don't have wobbles. I don't love this time of year for fashion. I find it really difficult. And I've just been living in like jumper and leggings. And while that's fine, like I kind of wanted to order some clothes to do a try on haul. Loads of people have been messaging me saying like, we're like you know can I have some plus size party wear inspo like I'm really struggling and blah 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 so I thought oh, I'll do that and I ordered some clothes and nothing fit and it made me feel so shit about myself and I was like oh generally I do feel like I've obsessed less over like numbers and things this year like I ordered a size 32 trousers this year because like the ones I ordered in my normal size like a 28 didn't fit and I was like I think at first I was like oh okay like and I'm gonna be honest with you like it stung a little bit just because I was like that's bigger than I thought I was and then I was like does it matter it's just a number and also sizes are bullshit like it doesn't you know whatever I do feel like I'm not overcompensating as much as I used to like I used to always feel like I had to be not only on the physical side of it like hair done makeup done nails done polished to like overcompensate for being fat I also felt like I had to be like the funny one the kind one the one that organized everyone the mum of the group of friends the one that made all the effort and I've taken a massive step back maybe too far I don't know and I feel like I've really this sounds so cheesy I do realize as I'm saying it but I do feel like I've kind of I think I've sort of realized like who I am this this year and like who Laura is as a person rather than like Laura the fat bubbly one yeah and this is gonna maybe sound weird but another thing that I thought of was I used to hate eating in public and even sometimes eating out with other people like I'd be conscious of what I ordered and I would maybe sometimes change what I ordered to kind of make me look like the good fatty obviously saying that in air quotes and I don't do that anymore I actually was like eating the other day and I was like well I'm hungry I need to eat so I'm just gonna eat and something as well that I've also been working on I feel like has made a big difference this year is public transport I still hate like the thought of going on a plane next year we're hoping to go on holiday at some point is filling me with quite a lot of anxiety but things like trains I always used to fill me with dread as well I went on a train the other day and the only seats left were next to someone and some normally I would just stand and be uncomfortable and then I was like uh, nope so I was like I actually said to someone excuse me can I sit there because they had like their bag on the seat I felt like they're a little bit like, oh, but I don't think that was because of my size. I don't know. I think they're just probably just generally thinking like, great, got to sit next to someone. And normally I would like tense and I'd sit on the edge of that seat and I'd be really uncomfortable and I'd be really subconscious. And obviously I was mindful of that because I didn't want to be a dickhead of like encroaching or anything, but I made sure I wasn't encroaching. And then I was thinking, I sat there thinking, I deserve to sit here as much as anyone else does. And that was quite a nice feeling for me. This is good. I think the main thing I picked up from what you said was like, you feel more yourself this year like you've kind of realized who Laura is and and you're not the person that has to like please everybody else you're a Laura and that's really fabulous and that makes me so happy and it's so nice that us doing this podcast and obviously like doing it together which is my favorite like has helped you get there and I love that you are honest to say it's like not a perfect year and I find it so interesting when fat people talk about being fat phobic a lot of people in bigger bodies are actually super 
super fat phobic for that reason that you just said so you you think straight away i'm sure we had like voice notes after it and stuff or conversations after that episode essentially how you feel in your head of your gut reaction is big people can't be sexy you can't be sexy in this body factually incorrect but that's where you're at and a lot of people have that and that thing of like buying a new size of having to buy bigger size and I think everyone has that thought right of like fucking hell how did I let myself get like this Mm. we we all have that no matter what size we are I had that when I was a size 12 don't worry about it like everyone thinks that and that's the fat phobia in us all and that's the world telling us it's better to be smaller it's more attractive to be smaller and it's not I think we're going to have to do maybe a bit of a deep dive into sizing next year to really kind of alleviate people's worries on it because dress sizing means nothing. So it's super fabulous that it's it's been a more Laura year and then I hope that it kind of gives you the zhuzh to maybe look at the things that you want to next year too. Yeah, I think I think so. Like this, Definitely this time of year is a time of reflection and I think I have found that hard as well because... Yeah, like I look around at other people and I'm like, oh, they've, they've done this, they've done that. What have I done with my life? And I think I have realised that this whole online world is not enough for me. Mm. And at some point, I think I'm going to do some more like freelance work, do some more charity work. I think that'd be good. I need you. something else in my life to fulfil me because I also feel lonely as well. And I do think that like as much as I'm a bit of an introvert, I do think I also need to be around people and actually really love helping people. I really want to be a counsellor, but I think I'm too young for it. Hey, if you want to be a counsellor, be a counsellor. It'd be amazing. My, my thing would be more, it's just so emotional. Yeah, I I, I mean, I did Samaritans. Like, yeah, well, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't but know, like, I, think, I think I'd enjoy it. Like, obviously, not I think you'd be fantastic at it. I feel like it's the kind of thing you need to do when you're older, though. Like, at least 40. Not necessarily. Mate, I, the best therapist I had was a trainee. And he was in his early 20s and he changed my really? life. Gen- yeah, genuinely. You get all the training. And I say this because I work for a mental health NHS trust and you get all the training, all the support. It's never too early, never too late. Like if you want to do something, do it. Look into it. Do a placement. See how you get on. Yeah, okay. That's so exciting. Yeah, look into that. That's one for next year. How, how have oh. you found this year, this series? Like what are your key learnings and findings this year? Because I feel like you've had the biggest transformation. How? Yes. I was making some notes before this episode and I've literally put the first thing I've put, I am not the same person. I am not the same person as I was in January 2022, right? Even the same person that I was when we started season two in the summer. I am just not the same person. And in a lot of ways, obviously still is still loud, still annoying. That's my brand. Deal with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was like kind of like you said, it's really reflective. Bloody December. Really reflective. And I was thinking, you know, I started this year and I mentioned earlier, you know, feeling feelings of loneliness for the very first time. And I felt them yeah. so deeply after Christmas. My sister stayed with me over Christmas and she left. And it was like someone had stabbed me in the stomach with loneliness. It was awful. And then on top of that, I had some other like things going on. My brain was just like not healing from stuff and moving on and all that kind of thing. I had depression and I've had like mental health struggles for a number of years. But I think the depression got the worst this year I'm gonna mm, yes maybe the second to worst it's ever been and to the point where at the beginning of this year I was signed off work for two months with you know work-related stress and depression I could I couldn't function as an adult I literally couldn't function and now me sitting here now I'm like I can't I remember those feelings I remember lying in bed for days and just like staring into the abyss and I remember all of that and that hopelessness feeling 
but I can't relate to it anymore. And that's amazing because that was so shit for so long. For so many years, I felt like that. And it's really nice. And I think that this podcast and the world that has been opened up to me because of this podcast has helped that because a huge part of that all the kind of mental health struggles I had, not the main reason, but one of the biggest reasons was, was my weight and, and being, how Scotty Unfamous put it in that episode of being held prisoner by the extra however many stones I put on and I mm. was not living my life. I was literally existing, not living and it was awful. And that was such a mic drop moment for you, wasn't it? About the whole <laughs> being prisoner drop. in your body. Like, I feel like that was such a huge moment oh for you. Oh my God. And it really was. And I'm, I'm so hopeful that that sentence helped other people as well because that's what it is. It's being mm. held prisoner. And I'm like, I, but I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to have to exist. I do want to date. I do want to have a bunch of wild sex I do want to go on holiday I do want to do a sewing course I do want to do my music and stuff like that and I've done all of them and it's so nice now so I'm just so grateful to this podcast for Laura Adlington in 2021 saying hey Lauren do you fancy doing a podcast with me and I'm like, yes please thanks <laughs> so yeah it's been amazing and I've done loads of stuff this year and it's you know, I still have those days, like you said, of that inner voice of I'd like to be smaller. And I th- well, I'm sure we had a question from a listener a while ago of, you know, what's kind of like your diet culture thing that you can't shift. And mine is I would always like to be smaller. I bought a dress today, a secondhand dress, and it's I know it's going to be too tight for me. And I still bought it because I was like, eh. Right. It's always going to be in my head. I will always want to be smaller. But now what I know from, you know, the chats we've had this year and the work that I've done elsewhere is that scientifically that's going to be very difficult for me to be smaller. And so I'm making my peace with that because I'm not going to lose my happiness to it. I don't want to. I'm bigger. And yet some things are different. I can't buy the clothes that my friends are buying. I might have to have a seatbelt extender on the plane when I go on holiday with the girls. There are some guys who won't find me attractive. That's cool. Don't find you attractive even, mate. <laughs> there are things in my life that are different, mm. but that doesn't mean I can't still live a full and happy life being a bigger girl. It's a really small life to live when you are being held prisoner by your body and you are stopping yourself from buying the clothes that you want to or going out or meeting new people or doing the things that you've always wanted to do. So my advice to anyone listening, if that's you, just stop it. Just start. Just go and do something. So like me, I did that sewing course in the summer. Freaking loved it. I didn't do that for like four years because I was like, I'll do it when I'm smaller so I can make smaller clothes. Fuck that shit. I'm about to make a sewing room in my house. It's great times. I'm annoyed at uh, old Lauren for thinking This that. is it. So now I'm sitting here at 34 years old and I have got regret, right, at how many years I've wasted not dating, mm. not doing the sewing, not doing the dancing, not doing the music, all this shit. So no more. I have seen a huge transformation in you and it is so wonderful to see. And I think so many people like definitely like take note from it and it's really helped and inspired other people to live their full life and I think that that was really our aim wasn't it for the podcast is that we even said if it just helps one person like accept themselves I tell you what that's not something I thought when we first did the podcast because we we were literally like one we want it to feel like two mates just having a chat and people are listening in and feel like they want to like chat along and I know I've had messages of people being like I've responded to you while listening to it because it feels (laughs) like they were there and I didn't really anticipate that it would have such an impact on both of us as well and that's been amazing So obviously we know that the Scotty Unfamous episode is my favourite episode this year, hands down. I've actually loved every single one. I know you have. But that's the one that physically changed, like actually, literally, really changed my life. 
What has been your like highlights of this season? Favourite episodes, favourite guests? I genuinely love them all. I've come away from all of them thinking that that's a good episode and that's always a really lovely feeling. I really like the weight loss like TV show one that we did for some reason. Like I think because it made me... I was kind of fell down a rabbit hole of like thinking and like watching those old TV shows, ones that I thought were actually okay. Ones like Super Size versus Super Skinny, which I actually remember thinking, oh, that one was all right. Watched that. Oh, horrible. <laughs> oh, trauma. Great. I can't watch anything now. Oh, it's so funny. We watch TV now and like there'll be something like, you know, a plus size character or a fat character or whatever. And, and like the way it's handled is maybe not great. And Matt, Matt just laughs and he goes, are you triggered? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. So I really like that one. And I actually really like the one, again, because I learned so much, with the one about body privilege. That was a good one. So difficult to record that one. That took us hours, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, and a like, huge thank you to our podcast producer, Fionn, as well, who we love mm. for doing a lot of research for us on that as well, because we were so worried about sort of saying and doing the wrong and thing. And the edit on that one would have been hilarious, because oh, we God, spent yeah. so long, we were so <gasps> concerned about getting that right. But I'm really confident that we did. Me too. And I think that, you know, we, we always intended to speak up for people and be ally an ally for people in the most marginalized bodies as well and i think that's something well i think i'd like to do a bit more next season as well mm. but yeah those are my favorites what about you other than i know the scott young famous one is your favorite and a lot of other people's favorite as well i've actually honestly loved every episode every guest it's been amazing and i was kind of like reflecting on it earlier but i must say for me personally ones that i've really enjoyed which is ironic being that i've not done anything that i've said i would in this element is the kind of ones about movement so with Kanoa Green, with Steph Weatherall from Everybody Outdoors, yeah. and obviously we went on Tally Rise podcast, like I think I've still got a lot of work to do to kind of feel like I can do the movement and move my body and exercise in a way that doesn't have to be for weight loss. I've still got things going on in my brain I need to sort out, but those have been really good and, I, and I've seen them help people and I feel so inspired by it. So that is honestly, we ain't doing obviously New Year's resolutions. We started this podcast in January 2022 <laughs> saying we ain't doing them and I'm not doing them. But a goal for 2023 for me will be to actually start something. Yeah. You know, in the future, I'd like to maybe look at that a little bit more in an episode in somehow. Mm. And then also the episode we did with Sarah on disability, because that's yeah, not yours or my realities. And Laura and I are both really, really passionate about, again, being the voice for people but making sure that we have good representation on this podcast. Yeah. So it's making sure that we can give representation for people and understand those issues as well to make sure that all of our listeners feel heard and seen. So important. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Definitely. I'm just thinking about what you said about like your relationship with movement and everything. Hannah, one of our listeners, has asked us what our relationship with food is like at the moment. Ooh. Interesting question as we're coming up to cheese and cracker season. <laughs> I mean, every season is cheese and cracker season. Yeah, <laughs> how's your relationship with food right now? Not great, I'd, I'd say. I, I think that has been a struggle for me this year in that. Mm. So when we went on Tally Rise podcast, she was saying about like there being kind of like a pendulum of like on one end of the pendulum is like you're dieting you're restricting you're kind of miserable because you're restricting food and on the other end of that is the fuck it Mm. part of the pendulum where you kind of just want to eat everything inside and it's almost a bit like rebellion and she said sometimes you know it's about kind of like finding that sort of balance and that happy medium and i i've been really it's something that's really stuck with me since that episode and recording and I realised that I am actually, I do feel like I'm almost abusing my body with food. I'm eating to the point where I'm like really full. And so at some point I would like 
to kind of like address that just to have a healthier relationship with food and like for it not to be about weight loss I think I have been very open and vulnerable about that like before like about having I think disordered eating with it I don't want to give it up because I love it it's like my control it's my comfort it's my joy but I also do recognize like "Mm, this is probably not serving me that well so yeah I'm kind of on that fuck it end of the pendulum I'd like to not be there all the time yeah there's there's a bunch of stuff that you'll need to do in there and it's your if it's your comfort and control then finding that comfort and control and that joy elsewhere so it's not just food but I know you know you're a foodie as well like you love food so of course you're going to want to have it but yeah I guess we've spoken before and that kind of thing it's finding that medium where you don't feel like you're abusing your body with it because I know that feeling and I'm sure a lot of people listening know that feeling and I will say that my confidence and mindset and all of that change and I have noticed a shift in my relationship with food as well so I think sometimes unfortunately you've got to do the work on the other stuff in order for that to happen whatever your relationship with food is and everyone's going to be different so for me I've noticed that change because I feel better about myself We had another question from uh, one of our lovely listeners, Victoria, and she asks, how is wild swimming going, Laura? And has it impacted your relationship with your body slash exercise? Yeah, do you know, I do. I I really do find joy in it. I haven't been that much lately. I would tell myself I wouldn't be a fair with a swimmer, but mate, it's so cold. (laughs) But um, I'm so glad I did that this year. And again, that's something I'm proud of, like not letting my weight hold me back. I was thinking like, A, I was thinking... I don't want to do the induction because people will laugh at me and judge me. B, I'll never find a wetsuit that fits. And even if I do, I look like a a whale in it. And then like, C, I won't be able to do it. I won't be able to swim lengths and I'll look like a twat. None of those things came true or were true. And I found a really like inclusive community of really lovely people. And I'm actually friends with a lot of the people like where I swim now. And I just love it. So that's been a really lovely thing for me. I'm so pleased that I did that this year. What about you? Have you started your twerk class yet? Anushka is asking. Anushka, don't shout at me. But no, I have not. (laughs) My head is basically screaming at me right now. You need to lose weight before you can start exercising. Make that make sense, right? That's good to say. No, it makes absolutely no sense. And it's like, oh, I want to start off small. And I do want to start off small. I haven't even been for a walk, right, for months. I think I need to go for some walks first and maybe build up but there is a someone that I follow and speak to on Instagram is doing dance classes next year and she's invited both of us so I think we're hopefully going to go to that yes I'm so excited for that and just like a really inclusive welcoming space where it's not about being good it's about moving your body to music and oh god like yeah just talk about it it brings me joy so I haven't done my twerk class we're not doing resolutions but a 2023 goal might be I'm going to shake my ass on camera (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> not in an OnlyFans way or maybe in an OnlyFans way it's caught by the bill somehow babes <laughs> so Lily wants to know what uh, your favourite thing is about doing the pod I literally love everything I'm such a fan girl of both of us but I've got to say the thing that I love the most and the thing that makes me go like clutch my chest with happiness is the community that we've made yes and has been created as part of it I say we've made we didn't really do but we've just we talk into microphones for a couple of hours a week and we set up a Facebook group and that's it the work has been done by the people that listen to this podcast and the people that have joined the Facebook community group and follow us on Instagram one of the biggest and best things 
and the biggest joys of my life will be seeing those photos from the meetups and they've met purely because they listen to our podcast. That really warms the cockles, makes it all worth it. So thank you all for being part of our community. It so does. Oh God, it makes us emotional and it gets me so excited for next season. Yeah, we can't wait for that. We've got some ideas of what you planned. We want to talk more about fat activism and we're going to talk about BMI, about movement, about intuitive eating and we've got a great episode as well with author Aubrey Gordon who you might know from the Maintenance Phase podcast. If you haven't heard of that it is absolutely brilliant. Me and Lauren are obsessed obsessed with it. (laughs) Yeah really looking forward to doing more deep dives and for Lauren to do more deep dives. (laughs) Me too mate. (laughs) Next next season but we'd absolutely love to know from you as well what topics that you think we should discuss next season so don't forget to drop us a note on Instagram or email golove at crowdnetwork.co.uk if you've got any ideas and also if you know Lizzo and her people (laughs) if you know Lizzo and can get her on Go Love Yourself that is literally my non-New Year's resolution (laughs) is get Lizzo on this podcast if you people know her people talk to our people we'll make it happen Right, Laura, I've seen people chat about this on our Facebook group after Catherine posted about it. Hi, Catherine. And I had to ask you, because I love this question. What is your ideal Christmas food? So like your Christmas Eve, she said tea, so I'm assuming she's a northerner. Christmas Eve dinner, your Christmas day breakfast and Christmas day lunch. Like, what are you going for? I'm getting so excited. Honestly, I just, I just can't wait. Right, okay. So Christmas Eve... It has to be a takeaway, like normally an Indian, but it's got to be a takeaway. No one cooks Christmas Eve. That was always the rule in our house anyway, because obviously you've got all the prep to do and all the fridge is just ramo, isn't it? With like Christmas Day food. So yeah, takeaway Christmas Eve. Christmas Day, I always just have chocolate for breakfast. That's the rule. Christmas Day lunch. Right, I don't want, I want pigs and blankets. I want stuffing. I want Yorkshire puddings. I want like, oh, oh, my mum does the best broccoli and cheese sauce you've ever eaten in your life. I've never seen Laura this animated or excited in my life. And all it took everyone was Christmas food. I love it. But do you know what my favourite one, I get so excited about it, honestly, is New Year's Eve. For me, I've never really been one for New Year's Eve partying. New Year's my sucks. absolute favourite thing to do on New Year's Eve is get like a, I can never say, I always want to call it a cartuterie. <laughs> oh my no, God, just cartuterie. so upsetting. No, carry on. Yeah, carry on with your guesses, Laura. Yeah, no, I'm loving it. Cartuchery. Is that it? No. Cartuchery board? (laughs) Is that it? No. Charcuterie. Oh, is it? Charcuterie? No. (laughs) Oh, basically, it's just a big pile of ham and cheese, all right? Yes, and that's also how our southern English people are saying it. I'm sure, like, the Spanish (laughs) say it very differently and nicely. But in Kent, we say charcuterie. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So I want cheese, I want crackers, I want grapes, I want pate, I want bread, and then I want, like, nibbly, like, bits for pud... For pud pud. We call it pud pud in our house. No, you don't. Pud pud. What's pud pud? (laughs) so yeah that is it i mean i'm very i'm very excited that's the one yeah, thing i really love about christmas sorry <laughs> you <laughs> there's no time left in the podcast my answer now, everyone. <laughs> everyone's gone to sleep <laughs> or to sainsbury's to go <laughs> to get some pudpud <laughs> oh shut up <laughs> Or some cacacouteries. Cacacouteries. Wait, say it. Charcuterie. That'll do. 
Right, okay. That'll do. Yeah, mine are the same. Christmas Eve, I go out for Christmas dinner with my girls on Christmas Eve. We've always done it. I have like a three-course Christmas dinner at like midday. And then Christmas Eve night is me and my mum and sister, cheese, movies, Christmas Day breakfast. We once, right, my mum once did like eggs Florentine and eggs Royale with the hollandaise sauce, right? And ever since... (laughs) <laughs> we're all just like nah never again mum don't bother because me and my sister like we regress because we go back home and we just eat our Christmas chocolate and it's just yeah all day it's the best and then yeah we have uh, we have lamb for our Christmas dinner because Alison Smith I'll tell you this right now everyone this it is my death row dinner is mum's Christmas lamb dinner oh so oh, crikey so uh yeah oh god <laughs> the pudding that i have to have when i'm with my mom and my sister is specifically tesco's finest yule log right not from sainsbury's not from Mar- <laughs> not even mns don't come at me right specifically tesco's oh really it's literally more cream than it is mini roll right nice, swiss nice. roll i guess and I have the ends, like literally, like I'm so hungry. I'm gonna go and eat my body weight. I've got, a, I've got a stir fry for dinner. That's not gonna cut it. That is. Do you know what? That's my like slimming world triggered oh, really? food of stir fry here. Because you yeah, know the stiffs. When have you ever been full from a stir fry? Oh no, I love a stir fry. No, it's lies. <laughs> I also saw on the Facebook group that the Go Love Yourself Birmingham group had their second meetup earlier this month. So we wanted to just say a big shout out to you guys. Uh, I hope you had a lovely time. Oh my God, I love seeing the photos. Please, If you guys are meeting up, please post your photos on, on the Facebook group or tag us in on Instagram because it literally makes my week I cannot even just so so grateful to all of you honestly like that community is is just the best and we just wanted to say thank you so much for listening for your support not just for us but to each other as well we love doing this show this is such a passion project for both of us and we know that we couldn't do it without you and your support so thank you so so much genuinely for listening and honestly I really mean it when I say it's given me purpose this year and it's helped me when I've not been feeling so great so from the bottom of my heart thank you and don't worry everybody we will be back in january for some more go love yourself fun but if you want more of us in the meantime and over christmas you can check us out on instagram at go love yourself pod we also have a quick bit of news for our patreon official sponsors our first zoom call is going to be on wednesday the 21st of december and it's going to be a christmas party and q a i'm going to do party on the top and cash on the bottom i hope that's all right with everyone Jogging <laughs> <laughs> bottoms all the way make sure you get your questions and your drinks ready we're looking forward to that and if you do want to become an official sponsor and get access to our zoom calls every other month you can join for two pound a week at patreon.com forward slash go love yourself the link will also be in the episode description you can also support the show by subscribing on apple Podcasts, so we can get ad free and early episodes for one pound a week or you can listen ad free on amazon music and remember we still got some tickets left to our live show in london on friday the 3rd of march and the link for those will be in the episode description too we love you bye Merry Christmas! Crowd Network, a place where you belong.